0: Our fears have come to pass. Big Ten fall sports have been postponed. But at least MSU basketball recruiting is riding its hot streak. So we talk some teenage boys in football and basketball, take a look at the parts of the country still trying to have football, and of course, we answer your Twitter questions. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves to Wolverines, Spartans Can Talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the man who is most prepared to take a spit test, Kevin Grek. Greckers. how you doing, buddy? I'm choosing to ignore your spit test
1: uh, statement like we usually do. Usually we riff on that. I want the audience to know that I wrote the introduction this week. And Mike Jones made two changes. One was the correct change, changing what we've come, what we feared to our fears. Okay, that's fine. Our fears have come to pass. That's, that's better. It's more elegant. The other one was inserting uh, teenage boys in football and basketball. <laughs> and let me remind you, Michael Jones, that Dan Harmon got re, re, re canceled this week for a pedophilia joke that he made years ago. And now here you are doing the same thing week after week after week man it's going to cost us listeners man
0: we we're literally going to talk about some teenage boys oh
1: see, uh, yeah I that's your excuse uh, all right all right listeners figure out where mike jones fits in the whole q and thing for me
0: hey if you're comparing me to dan harmon i'm flattered uh <laughs> listeners thank you as always for uh you know tuning in i guess uh mm-hmm. If we could ask you a small favor, please share the pod, you know, give it a retweet. Tell someone about it. Word of mouth is great. Text (laughs) it to somebody. Tell them that the intro isn't usually like that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, you can give us a follow on the old Twitter machine at Spartan underscore pod. And please rate, review and subscribe to the show. We do really enjoy seeing the weirdest reviews uh, on the old Apple podcast app. Um, Greg, before we get started, uh, of course, let's say, uh, a few words about our presenting sponsor Fraser's pub, of obviously course. now open, yep. uh, beer of the month, 23 ounces, 599. It's the Bell's official hazy IPA, which uh-huh. I happen to have one here. Oh, really? Look yep. at that podcast synergy. God, synergy. it's so deep. You can hear it's like,
1: it's got another level
0: when you open it. Like, I
1: got to get down to Frazier's Pub to You do one on
2: draft.
0: You do. 23 ounces, five ninety nine. Uh 99 Frazier's Pub, oldest sports bar in Ann Arbor, Michigan on Packard Street. It's Big Ten friendly. Yeah, sure. You're going to see some Wolverine stuff in there. But uh, good people who also are mourning the loss of college football, maybe less appropriately than you, but still mourning. So uh, check out Frazier's Pub. You can order to go, dine in, whatever you feel comfortable with. Do that. They really could. Use your help, much like uh, other restaurants post-pandemic, so or mid-pandemic where we pretend that the pandemic isn't happening. Whatever. Anyway, Greg, tell the people about how the show works. I will. Yeah. Okay.
1: First off, first, first segment, Green We're talking about football. We're talking about basketball. We're talking about MSU sports. Then we'll have a not a sponsor. We'll hear from someone that's not actually sponsoring for, it, for us uh on lake frazier's pub then we'll go off grand river we'll talk about sports you know throughout the rest of the country what's going on who's trying to still play football are they foolish yes then we'll have another <laughs> real sponsor and then we'll go into your twitter questions. it's gonna be fantastic to be a great episode i'm really looking forward to this one
0: i'm amped i'm ready i got that b p e big podcast energy
2: yep. um baby
0: so let's head behind the green wall, Greg. And uh, we'll start with the, the sport that always leads football. Um, yeah. You know, we, we previewed last week slash predicted slash told you this is going to happen slash. This is what we've been saying for a while. Football has been canceled. Yeah. Um, A couple things have happened since then. Uh, one is uh, this. I'm just riffing now. Cause this isn't even on the outline. Uh, Coach Tucker has decided that in lieu of using the the 20 hours of football work a week that he's uh, i guess able to have that mm-hmm. he's sent the team back to voluntary strength and conditioning workouts okay where they will be working out in their four person pods that is the four people they or the three other people that a, an athlete lives with so you know um imagine your dorm room suite from um uh, college if you had one of those it's sort of that four person pod situation. Um, Imagine you
1: live with these people and then you work out all day with these people.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, So I think this is intriguing because it is. um, Tucker's decided that strength and conditioning is the place that has the most value. I, it seems to me that I, 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 he hasn't said this, but I imagine that morally it feels best to say, look, we don't have football. This is voluntary right now. And by the way, you're, you know, you're being out in public in whatever scenario you're, you're putting yourself at a degree of risk. So here's that. And by keeping it in small pods, it gives them the best opportunity to contain any outbreak. And I guess I would throw one last thing on there, which is even if they were to do a whole bunch of football related stuff right now, they're going to have to do it all over again when they get ready for whatever the season comes. Um, So maybe just getting faster, stronger and in better shape is the best use of their time right now
2: sleeping
1: faster, man.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because, you know, other schools, uh, the one in Ann Arbor is doing regular football workouts right now. Um, MSU is, is opting not to, and, um, it's just an interesting allocation of resources that, uh, you will see how it plays out, but I'm on board. Um,
1: it's particularly interesting because you would have thought that strength and conditioning was one thing that this program would have kind of continued the tradition of, whereas it's implementing a new offense and defensive scheme,
0: but it's supposedly. Yeah. The, the supposedly the coaches have said those zoom calls, however they were teaching it paid off Hmm. that, that they felt really confident about from a schematic standpoint that the players had picked up what they needed to pick up. Hmm. And so you know, they're not able to do full contact right now or, you know, they're not able to do pads anyway. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, I also, it, it's, it's worth acknowledging though, that as, as revered as, um, uh, Ken Manny, why I'm yeah, Ken yeah, Manny, you're yeah. correct. Uh, I was trying to put the Manet on it. Um, uh, but yeah, <laughs> we, we it, don't it, have to remember that anymore. That's past It's gone. <laughs> So as revered as uh um coach Manny was the the there's certainly a newer school level of thought that's going into um you know the new strength and conditioning coach. Uh you might expect some differences in how they train. Um, and you know, I don't know, I, I, time will tell on upgrade or not upgrade, or you know, if it's just different philosophies for the same end result. But um all in all like, I think this is this makes sense from a what's the most COVID responsible thing to do. Um, and it's not like it's it's not like it's time wasted. Right. They're, mm-hmm. they're just going to get bigger, faster, stronger. So that's all good and more flexible, yep. hopefully. Um, so the bummer news before we bring it back up, though, is that Bill Beekman had a, a conference call with reporters and did report or did say uh, that MSU is currently predicting an $80 million loss in revenue. Um, and it, and accordingly has asked all varsity programs in all departments within athletics to reduce their budgets by 25%. So this is the sort of first immediate wave of, of pain that will come from not having football in the fall.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: the unfortunate reality is that there will be some very real repercussions to the decision. Um, so uh, it's unfortunate. Um, hopefully, these programs can find ways to trim the fat here or there. I mean, the truth is that there are a lot of expenses that <laughs> the athletic department won't be you know, incurring like, as well. So yeah. Um I mean, scholarships aren't going away and salaries aren't going away. Um and, you know, bond payments on any kind of capital investments that are the responsibility of the athletic department ha- aren't going away, but um travel is going away, other things are going away, so it's not uh, a you know, a clear 80 million dollar loss. It's a it's a revenue loss. Um right uh, we'll see we'll see how this goes um with any luck you know some of these programs will be able to find the ability to cut that without people having to lose their jobs but yeah unfortunately that might be a reality of this whole thing
0: yes um it's hard to imagine a scenario other than that but um certainly we can hope for it Uh, don't want anyone to lose their jobs um and uh you know, I do think it's also maybe worth saying that, strangely, Bill Beekman might be the AD most positioned for this. <laughs> like, dude's got a background yeah. in the books.
1: This is where your bean counter-athletic director really uh, comes through. Yeah,
0: I Rolled mean... Rolls up his sleeves. Gets, I mean, gets down in the numbers. Billy Bags might be the man for the job, so, you know... We'll keep our eye on it. There's not much more to say about it right now, other than just what we have said, but, um, it's not just revenue loss though.
1: Like imagine how much giving the university has lost as a result of this, like not just athletic giving, but being back on campus and all of those alumni events, like giving across the university has got to have
0: cratered, um, Coach Tucker did say he was going to be spending a lot of his time now on booster events.
1: Yeah. Um, well, uh Dan Gilbert, whose name is on the pavilion at uh the Breslin Center, has had a big couple of weeks yeah. <laughs> and uh has greatly expanded his personal wealth uh in a very substantial way. So
0: Dan, if you're uh, listening, I, cut yeah. a check, brother. Yeah. And while you're at it, uh we're looking for additional sponsors, so can kind of check over here too
1: dan's in a good position to build uh something like 28 wally world domes uh going on on campus so um that's it's just you know i i know i know dan that it's not you know just money sitting in your bank account but uh
0: it could be if you wanted it to
1: move move some money around and uh make some things happen for msu football thank you please
0: Yes, so let's, uh, let's turn to one exciting piece of news that the 21-built-strong uh, the GIF made the rounds on Twitter. The bat signal was out, and MSU football has picked up a new recruit that I'm pretty excited about. Um, yeah. Alex Akello, um is a weak-side defensive end out of Nashville, Tennessee. He's a three-star recruit. He's played football for like, I don't know, seven more games than I have, which is to say (laughs) seven games. Um, And he is uh, 6'5", 217. In his one season, he recorded 36 tackles, seven sacks. Will Hunter over at... uh, SpartansWire.USA Today had a great breakdown of some of his film. And um, what's really exciting about Alex is that he does all the fundamentals wrong uh, and is still a beast. So, I mean, he plays football like someone who's never played football. And it's just pure athleticism. So he Alex had a, a, a pretty decent uh, offer list. He is supposedly the the fastest defensive end uh, in the state of Tennessee dude has some wheels on him and could be an interesting fit in the Mel Tucker system in particular because Tucker's defensive scheme likely is going to highlight some hybrid players, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly a, a defensive end slash linebacker role that a guy like this, who's maybe a little bit light, could definitely needs to put on some weight but is very fast, very tall, uh might really excel in and then if he's taught things like where to position his feet um or the right angle of attack uh is i mean the upside on this kid is huge. I and I just watched a little bit of tape of him and and I'm already all in that with a with a, an additional year or two under his belt like could be a mega star at msu
1: yeah uh this dude's gonna be taking a redshirt year though (laughs) six five two two seven as a defensive end in the big 10 uh you they're gonna put him on the marcus
0: marcus bingham diet
1: get excited but uh you're not gonna be seeing him edge rushing in spartan stadium anytime soon and that's not just a COVID
0: thing like uh
1: keep an eye out for him in 2022
0: 2023 yes 2024 Yeah. No, he's, he's all upside, like all upside. It's, it's pure athleticism and, and the more reps he has, the better coaching he gets. And then the more he spends time in case hall, just eating all that chicken, it's going to, it's going to be great. Um, But either way, it was an exciting pickup. It was nice to see a pickup. I know a couple four-star prospects out of New Jersey were in town, I believe this past weekend and word on the street is, we might be able to talk about some more um, football playing teenage boys in the near future. So Can't wait, that's my favorite part of the whole podcast. Speaking of teenage boys, let's turn to basketball. Uh,
1: yeah. In- Here's a realized prospect. This one is not one you have to wait for.
0: No. And the, and the big news here, and i Greg, I'll let you break it down, but Jade Nakin's out of Farmington Hills. Farmington
2: Hills. Yep. Yeah. Correct.
0: Uh, point guard for the class of 2021 officially making 2021 complicated from a scholarship standpoint, Um, committed to MSU. I'll let you tell people why I'm over the freaking moon about this prospect. And by the way, everyone, he is our worst prospect in the 2021 class and he's still amazing.
1: Yeah. So he's, I think most of the scouts out there kind of agree that he's a little bit underrated right now. Um, is what you're referring to about what makes you so excited about this, that he's a tall point guard because MSU has not had
0: a great deal of tall point guards. I mean, no. that's yes. That, that, I mean that he is like, Oh, let me dunk. Not only let me dunk, but let me do trick dunks. Like dude can get over the, can fly yeah, point line plays above the rim a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Close <laughs> and has a shot.
1: Oh my God. Yeah, his film definitely stands out. So he doesn't have a problem, you know, distributing the ball, but he can also create his own shot off the bounce against the competition that he's playing in. In his highlight videos, um, he does a great job of creating space. Does a lot. Does a great job of of cutting and dishing. So it's it, this is very exciting. I mean, if on paper he's the least impressive recruit, then good God, that even without. <laughs> <Yes. the audience. laughs> And then there's the Amani angle as well. Uh, Amani Bates is apparently on IG Live talking about how he might just reclassify and change the whole thing. Again, this all might be part of the whole Amani Bates like greater plan of building his brand with a with MSU fans and then still going to the NBA. It's possible, um, but uh, oh man, if uh, if you get this class. And then you throw in some Imani Bates, like, oh, my God, look
2: out. Good yeah. God. With it's especially be-
0: Matty oh Sissoko with a, a year under his belt, in theory, like, oh, I mean, yeah. It, it, and you know what's crazy is that someone like Jaden Aikens and we didn't spend nearly enough time on Pierre Brooks, whose game I also love um, yeah. that those are two guys that are going to be here three or four years.
2: Uh, like, I don't know, man. Jay Nakins
0: looks good. Yeah. All right. Then, fine. Of course, fine.
1: You get Max Christie in there as well. You can't forget.
0: Oh, no, you no, no. Forget. I know. But, but people think Max is out in a year. So right. I'm just thinking Jay Nakins, maybe he doesn't get the minutes he wants his first year. Second year, definitely the dude. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it could be if he stick around, sticks around for three Pierre Brooks is three or four like it. God, there's going to be some serious talent on this team for, for a long a time. Yeah. For a long time.
1: It does make the point guard situation really interesting. If you're assuming that rocket is going to be a lot around greater than one year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hogarth's coming in. It's not clear what his role is going to be. Jay Nakins, I think is coming in. I think he does play a little bit off the ball. Uh, a little bit of shooting guard uh, in his film, but I, I would have to think that he's coming to campus with the ex- the expectation that he's going to be the, the full-time point guard. So um, we're, we'll looking
0: at, happens. Happens. we're looking at it. We're looking at it potentially not necessarily next year Though we're close next year, but 2021, we're starting to really. With the height flirt with the positionless basketball notion that, I mean, Jade Nakins is, I think, Six three, six four.
1: Yeah, I think he's six four something.
0: Yeah, which means so, he's
1: probably six three or six two something.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, still, I, I guess my point being, he's a tall point guard, and you've got Amani at currently six nine playing. Uh, what position do you want him to play? Okay, um, <laughs> Max Christie, what's he going to be doing? Pierre Brooks, what's he like? They're just. It, there's going to be four dudes who can do whatever you want them to do. Maybe rocket Watts there who can swing between the one and the two. Maybe Gabe Brown is still around swinging three to four, like two to four. Like it's going to be fun. It's just, it's just going to be fun. Um, Yeah. Irrespective of whether Imani comes by the way, like these kids still can swing all over the place.
1: And the reporting is that uh, they're going to try to get uh, what's his name from Canada to reclassify as well. Um, I think that's still, yeah, Boyachi. Yes. Boyachi. Uh, I, think, I think that's still out there. So <laughs> I'll leave the I got the tingles, the whole, buddy. I got the tingles. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let Izzo and the coaching staff worry about how the scholarships are going to work themselves out. I'm just going to get excited about the dudes in the meantime. But, I, uh, this is good. I just,
0: I feel bad for other programs that have to rely on, you know, uh, recruiting news about their version of Stephen Izzo joining campus (laughs) as like the thing to make them look forward to a post COVID world. We have, I mean, it it had gotten a little slow. I was starting to worry that Tom had lost his edge. We hadn't had a a stellar recruit in like a week, several days. (laughs) So (laughs) this is i mean honestly it is it is stupid but because i i usually get annoyed that that particularly with people who are super into hoops that it's it's always thinking about the next year but in this particular moment of covid i need to think about next year and- yeah it's
1: funny this might end up being like a transition year be- between eras um uh-huh. which is weird because It's also could be
0: a super talented class. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's odd. Uh, The other good news in all of this is that 2022 with the current situation of the scholarships is a big recruiting year for Izzo. There's a lot of, I think there's four scholarships right now that technically come up in 2022. Now, obviously that can change. Um, And he gets to go full court press on that. 2021 is closed. Uh, so
0: yes. <laughs> very much close for business.
1: Yeah. So he, uh, he can focus in entirely in 2022 and then 2023 as well. And, uh, we know that man's working, you know, from his home office, that's not a problem. So very I, exciting.
0: I, I think I heard Brendan Quinn say, uh, who's, uh, the beat reporter for the athletic, uh, he covers Michigan state and Michigan basketball, but I heard that he had a call with Tom Izzo and, uh Izzo was I think dropped the f-word a couple times out of enthusiasm just like just is is living his best life right now and knows it um and I'm happy for him I couldn't be happier for Tom Izzo right now (laughs) all Um, right
1: uh do we want to talk about basketball players that unfortunately but fortunately for them have left the program
0: well. Yeah, which then we can I maybe talk just a second about 2020 uh, relatedly. So Xavier Tillman, um, as we mentioned last week, did declare for the NBA draft and has stayed in the NBA draft, um, not coming back to MSU. Had a press conference or Zoom call with reporters. Uh, a couple things of note from that call um, were first that he was really apparently torn between staying and going. And then we all might remember that Dick Vitale decided to tweet out that he heard Xavier Tillman was staying at MSU. And lo and behold, some teams called Tillman up and said, wait, wait, I thought you said you would tell us if you're going to stay. We, we really want you to stay in the draft. And that kind of sealed the deal for him. Thanks, Dick. Seriously, yeah. Dick. <laughs>
2: Uh, I think we, we had
1: said this or we had speculated privately. I don't know if we went on the pod with it, that going into the last week, it's possible that Tillman didn't know what he was doing. So it's, um, I mean, that's how close things are. Uh, That's how much Tillman appreciated his time here. That's how worthwhile he found his time here to be. So, uh, we're happy for him. It was a very, very difficult decision. I'm sure. Um, but it does sound like there are teams out there that are pursuing him. Um, And hopefully he does. He gets one of those guaranteed. I'm mean, almost certainly he'll get a guaranteed contract, but hopefully it's good. And it's with a, a good team where he can actually progress because that's, yeah. there are some NBA teams that I don't want him on. We'll
0: just <laughs> say that Uh Tillman did also. Uh, so his interviews worth a watch, Um, but two things that are, he, he doesn't Tillman's a, a really, student of the game, and and gave some good insight on the current roster. Two people that he flagged that Spartans should be excited about: Josh Langford uh, and Izzo. Backed this up that apparently Langford is looking good for what any of us could have hoped for. Um, Tillman apparently has seen some video apparently seen him in person has third heard through the grapevine. So is kind of getting it from all fronts that Langford uh, is ahead of schedule. I, I don't know how to say it other than that, but is, is playing and is looking good. Hmm. Um, If Langford, if, if we got, I mean, Kyle Arnes good, good minute. If we got Langford quality minutes, but at a Kyle Arnes number, I think we would all be thrilled with that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to be happy
1: to have him playing at all at yeah. this point. And
0: two years. Yeah. Uh, the other person he highlighted that sometimes goes under the radar is Julius Marble. Um, mm. And that he he did identify some things that Marble needs to work on. Like that's one of the great things about uh, the interview with Tillman was that he, he wasn't really holding back on like his assessment. Um, but we all know he's a smart basketball dude who watches a lot of film and, and clearly really developed himself. So he pointed some things out that marble needs to work on, but did seem really encouraged by the progress on that front. So look for marble to steal some minutes. Of the five is kind of what I, I took from it. Um, well, if
1: you look back at the box scores, I mean, marble was increasing his minute share towards the end of last season before it got canceled.
2: So yeah.
1: I'm not surprised by that. Uh, I mean, he's, he's shown flashes a number of times, Uh, but kind of a, kind of a raw guy. So that'll be great if he's been using this summer. Well, Um, really encouraging.
0: Yeah. And the last thing that we have to talk about basketball is Tom Izzo making the media rounds, going on the air, saying some things about COVID and about how basketball will work. Um, Tom is very confident (laughs) that, that there will be basketball in 2020. And, uh, so is, uh, Gavit, the son of Gavit, did Gavit, Dan Gavit, one of the Gavits. Anyway, um, Danny Gavit, Danny Gavit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently both are certain is so certain. In fact, that there will be a vaccine in time for 2020. um, I appreciate Tom's optimism. I don't know what else he's supposed to say if we're being honest though. Um, he's got to keep his players engaged and preparing as if it might happen. But I think uh, the plan is maybe to have um, our, our dear friend, Alex Plum, uh, who was on last week on a little bit more so long as COVID is around. And so I think maybe we can talk to him about how a bubble might work. Um. Even though it doesn't with college students. Well, if we'll get into UNC in a second, but if everyone goes the way of UNC and the students get kicked off campus, uh, eh, we might have a bubble. Um, So, anyway, uh, teeing up some off Grand River topics there. But before we do, Greg, I think we have a not a sponsor. Oh, we do. And this is really. You you picked this one up, right? I did. I did. He called us and uh,
1: Scott Frost told us he really wanted to get a personal message on the podcast this week. So, you know, Scott Frost, uh, this week's episode of can't recant right is not brought to you by the one and only Nebraska football coach, Scott Frost. He wants you to know that he's a man, all right? He's a big boy and he is here to play football. This is Nebraska. Damn it. He doesn't care what you have to say. This team's going to be playing football, whether it's against High school teams, whether it's against Pac-12 teams, whether
2: Scott. It's against-
0: Scott, that's enough. Yes, sir. All right, let's move off Grand River, uh, <laughs> Greg. Uh, let's start with the Big Ten cluster effery part du. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's take, take all the all of the
1: uh, funk that you rubbed on manet and use it for part du
0: Yeah. Uh, That is the collective noise of Big Ten parents, apparently, if you're at a school that is insane. Uh, So it's uh, so, uh, Greg, I think we should maybe take this in a few parts here. First is the Big Ten, they made their decision, but we have to say they didn't roll that out well at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, recall back that they had just announced their new football uh, schedule like five days before
0: deciding not to
1: have football anymore. And it sounds like coming from the athletic director at Penn state and also the president of Minnesota, that actually maybe there was no membership vote that was actually
0: held. It was more of a Kevin. I think we need to underscore the president of Minnesota. The one of the people that was supposedly in the room for the vote or in the zoom room for the vote. Sorry. I just had to highlight that, <laughs> so I I would have thought what what's the
1: what's the board meeting whole process called the rules, uh, uh, Robert's rules of
2: order
0: uh, parliamentary rules. procedure yeah
1: yeah I would have thought that Robert's rules would have uh would have basically allowed for something like that uh, but uh, apparently not I guess I guess
0: not uh, where we're at so parents then, are fighting back and well so I think it's also worth saying that. They didn't even go the route of the Pac-12, which at least released their sort of medical report, right? Mm-hmm. A bulleted list of of things that they had been told and, and broken down into you know headings and you know it, it was a it was an outline of a PowerPoint deck uh, is is really what they sent out. But so you they didn't even provide access to their decision making, which I mean in this scenario is your friend and, and sure, we all know the information Mm -hmm. though. It's weird. We can't all get on board in it with it because we'll talk about other conferences in a second, but you know, the, (laughs) we have a incredibly infectious virus that, uh, that causes, um, Potentially death, depending on your demographic, or actually irrespective of your demographic, but more likely in some than others. Uh, Very sick, uh, can cause season-ending to career-ending heart conditions. And so there's facts out there that they could have said, this is why we decided to not do it. Um, But they didn't do any of that. So they released the schedule, hold a vote or not a vote, and then just cancel the season. Without explanation,
1: we have a sponsor and not a sponsor, and the Big Ten has a vote and not a vote. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> We've uh, got the right kind of podcast. So, yeah. So, what's weird is that in the wake of the hashtag we want to play, the parents of these student athletes are sending letters to Kevin Warren demanding that their children. Go out and play,
2: um. I, I, like, it's worth pointing out that the big time parents are not a monolith.
1: Okay, the these parents are speaking for themselves. Um, but yeah, uh, this this was not implemented well.
0: This it's so it, that the parent thing is so weird to me, like because most of your kids don't have a pro career. Like, let's start there.
1: Yeah, but these parents probably think all of their kids have pro careers. Well, So I mean,
0: if you do, then why would you want to put your kid in a situation where they could contract a, a, a disease and then a, a heart condition that at least sidelines them for a year, if not the rest of their career? Because you got
1: to get that game film, man. Got to <sighs> get that game film. Slash to a degree. I mean, these student athletes... A lot of them, their sport is their identity. So, their these parents have been so committed to these young men for so long that they, to a degree, they know them as football players. And for that to be gone, removed. Well, of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that and that removes their familial relationship.
1: (laughs) They know their sons as football players, so uh, I can see why. And, And you know. I have been surprised how some people have reacted to this whole COVID thing. Like there are some people where I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, the Republicans are thinking one way. So this is the way you think. No, no way. Can't believe it. But there are people out there, reasonable people who think that the risks are not that substantial, especially for their young student athletes and that the upside is worth it. So I disagree with them looking at the same information that they are. I disagree with them, but, um, that, I mean, that could be where some of this is coming from. Do you disagree?
0: No, no, I don't. I I just think it's worth mentioning that, you know, Nicole Auerbach of, of the athletic, um, had it from a source that the the big 10 reportedly knows of at least 10 cases of, of student athletes with myocarditis. Um, which
1: we explained for that, uh, that for any listeners this week that weren't with us
0: last week. Yeah, So it it is, it's an inflammation of the heart muscle, um, sometimes associated with scarring. Uh, and it can be, it, it can be career ending. Um, you know, the, the name is escaping me again, same as last week, but the the pitcher from the Mets is sitting out the year um because of it. Uh the there's an I believe an O-lineman from Indiana who reportedly yeah. has it. Um the in
1: counterintuitively, it can be more severe for you if you are a high performing athlete and you're used to exerting yourself at at substantial levels.
0: Well, right. And so some of the other conferences in response to this knowledge have decided that. If you test positive for COVID, uh, they will start implementing a series of uh, sort of heart monitoring, um, you know, like an EKG, uh, myocardiogram. Mm -hmm. I think there's something else. But the problem is, those are all diagnostic. Those don't change the fact that you got it because you got COVID, presumably because of your close contact to other people who are playing the sport. Like that is the most batshit insane response to something that is career ending or at least season ending. Like, oh yeah, we'll just test and pull them out.
1: What if somehow now due to less testing or something like that, what if you were asymptomatic, but you still got it because of football related activities and then they don't, because you were asymptomatic and because you never actually tested positive they don't test you. They don't give you the echocardiogram. They don't, they don't give you this other battery of tests, but you have yeah. this condition. You have a result.
0: false negative And, mm-hmm. and then yes, you continue to get your heart pumping at an insane rate on a regular basis. And yes, it, it yes. Well, fortunately,
1: as Mr. Plum laid out last week, there aren't that many false negatives. There are a good number of false positives, but though, false
2: negatives.
0: though, um, Malaysia is currently undergoing a giant outbreak right now because of a false uh, false negative. Mm. It, it's someone violated quarantine, so that's an additional piece of it. But like mm. a, a giant outbreak right now because of a false negative. It, it it happens. Yeah, and so you know you test these guys at least once a week. They stay in close contact with each other. You're, uh, there's what eighty on a team. 80 times 14. So what are we talking? 162. How's that math? math? Is that 1,003? uh, Wait, hold on. Sorry. That's uh, shit. Uh, That's 1,120. I'm going to go ahead and say 1,120. Um, So that's in a week. You do that. I mean, since the beginning, you're going to have one. Eventually, you're going to have one that skips through. So I I just or maybe you don't, but you're certainly going to have one in college football. Right. And and that is that's the piece of the the just. It just feels irresponsible. And, And for a 21 year old, an 18 to 21 year old or 22 year old to say, oh, yeah, I'm willing to take the risk. Of course they are. They're dumb. We were dumb, and we're not that far removed. You think you're invincible? We're still dumb. I was drunk, like Jones- Fireworks, like Mike Jones. Still puts the
1: the high school boys joke in the in the in the show notes every
0: week. We talk can't about stop, before. won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> um. Anyway, I look. I do. I think we will save we're I wanted to talk about what the other conferences are seeing because um, they're they're relying on some pretty shitty science right now. And yeah. I know I'm not a doctor, but I've read what other doctors have said. Um, and I know talking to Alex that, for instance, the I believe it's the SEC's doctor had said that um, that the the risk of transmission is low because the uh, transmission spikes when you're within six feet of somebody, um, for 15 minutes or more. Great. Cool. But we're talking about two, two lines lining up next to each other, you know, fully aspirating all over each other. (laughs) Like it's not, it's not apples to apples for, you know you hanging out in the backyard with your neighbor right like this is this is a very different sort of respiratory scenario than what they've been testing in it just doesn't make sense to me that you might as well be coughing on their face with the amount of panting that the the linemen are going to be doing not to mention hitting each other can you imagine a dog pile for the for a fumble like it is bonkers to me that they're trying to use science as it relates to societal transmission and, and then relate it to what happens when a whole bunch of dudes pile on top of each other after sprinting for 40 yards. What? Anyway, let's talk about optimism. Yeah. Do we have that on today's show? Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't mean to rant and just move on, but I think it's probably worth it. So um, kudos to Jeff Brom. Um, you might forget head coach of Indiana. It's easy to forget him, despite the fact that I think he's the second highest paid coach in the big Ten. Purdue. Purdue oh yes. Sorry. Indiana Purdue. Yes. Uh, Purdue. Um, so Jeff obviously took the news real rough. Um, I don't think, well, maybe not. Maybe he thought this is one more year where I can collect that stupid paycheck. Um, but uh, instead of, I don't know, lashing out against his university and the big 10 at large and saying that I demand a play or we'll find a new conference. Jeff thought about how can I make spring work? How can we do this? And so I I don't know that right now it's worth detailing the entire plan because that's so far away. But what was interesting is that he proposed a truncated spring season. Yep. I believe it was eight games with a bye week in between. Yep. Uh, So it'd be nine weeks in total and a, uh, he had a couple options for how you figure out who the Big Ten champ is. Um, but the interesting piece was the amount of full contact practices. So it was pretty much one a week. Hmm. And I've heard that's actually not much different than what they do in the NFL during during the season. Well, the NFL season is a little bit longer, including practices.
1: But yeah, load management is coming into vogue more and more and more, not just in basketball, but football and maybe potentially now, especially a a year like next year, you would probably want to be proactive to make sure that not quite as much wear and tear has gone on these guys' bodies because you're going to turn around and do a full season in all likelihood because you can charge full season prices, hopefully, uh, that fall
0: for the next for for 2021 fall season. So, yeah, so apparently his plan for a 2021 spring and fall season had less full contact practices than a regular fall season does. Mm. Um, so anyway, it, it was an interesting proposal that seemed to really be thoughtful and mindful about player safety. Um and so it's an, it's an interesting conversation that's going to be had because you know, you'll know you hear people uh, like some columnists in Lansing say that, well, you know, doing two full seasons isn't really that different than what they currently do anyway, which is nonsense. Um, but Jeff seemed to be pointing in the right direction of how can we make this work and and at least trying to put his frustration into a productive plan. So
1: way to go, Jeff, Uh way to go. UNC students also it's, for, it, for demonstrating to us the folly of this entire, the conceit of this entire thing. Uh Should we, should we tell the listeners in case they don't know about what's going on at UNC <laughs> with their, their cluster cell? Yeah.
0: Situation? So, um, and Do we want to say the editorial headline or not?
1: No, Michael, let's keep it PG one three
0: for the Apple So UNC um, obviously marching forward with plans to play football and requiring students to be on campus um, in person with a preference for in-person lectures. Students get back on campus. You see videos of a 300 plus person house party. And lo and behold, UNC has several clusters, which UNC defines as five or more people um, in dormitories uh, break out with COVID positive cases. Yeah. What's intriguing, though, is that UNC released no information beyond that—just five plus people. Like that could be in, in an insane number of people in a dorm that were testing positive. It could be a Harper's level outbreak. (laughs) And um, so the editorial board of the Daily Tar Heel, which is the student newspaper, rightfully took the administration to task um, for making some big asks of students that are not best for their safety, uh, though clearly the students weren't making their own decisions that are best for their safety either. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, there were stories last week on the internet about coming from reportedly coming from inside the, the UNC uh COVID positive and designated dorm about how students were coming and going as they pleased and there was no real degree of any kind of lockdown in any way and it was well and the rations the they were giving them
0: were sad.
1: <laughs> yes, there were <laughs> there were a lot of stories coming out of that. Uh and then and then now we're starting to see the numbers roll in as a result. And I think we can reasonably expect that this is what's going to happen in a lot of different places. I can report, though, on the ground in East Lansing right now, not a lot of people moving in. Um, pretty light so far. So I'll keep you guys up to date next week. Of course, President Stanley did ask everyone to remote learn when they can
0: do so. And Harvard's, um, er, I'm sorry, Harper's was probably a cautionary tale for a lot yes, of people in I the state. Think
1: well, Harper still isn't even open and they're having an, another reckoning of their own, not just COVID related. Um, so yeah. it's, uh, we'll see how this goes, but hey, you, you know what doesn't care about any of our best laid plans? The SEC. The, the coronavirus, but also <laughs> the SEC. Yeah, we're not, I don't care. Are you, do you want to talk about SEC doctors?
0: Oh, no, no, no. We'll save that for next week. Um, but I, I do want to know, let's pretend the SEC is as dumb as the states that they are aligned with um, and moves forward with, with football because uh, do, we, do we decide that we're going to do the morally bankrupt thing and watch college football and adopt an SEC team or do we fully boycott? Because we have to get on one side or the other because we're either yeah. going to talk about it on the pod or not.
1: Well, let's let's wait until it happens. Let's be like everyone else and wait until the last possible moment to make a decision about that.
2: <laughs> all right. And then we'll
1: release no information about how we came to that decision. <laughs> and uh then a bunch of people will get sick. It'll be perfect. All right. All right. Well it'll be on brand for 2020.
0: That 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 feels spot on. Uh all right, let's head into uh, our Twitter questions. It, but first, a quick word from a real sponsor. This is actually a real sponsor, uh, which, by the way, friends of the pod, thank you so much. You've been reaching out and we really appreciate that. Our friend, you know Brandon who else reached out? Who? Me, baby. Ooh. Me. I put my
1: money where can't read, can't write mouth is. I reached out to Brandon Sands personally. And uh, Greg, let's just do this as a Q&A. What does Brandon Sands do? Uh, he was very helpful. He said, "Let's talk about your options. What are some things that you're interested in? What are your life goals?" And I was like, "Brandon, I'd like to have a successful media empire." And he was like, "Great. Let's see if we can make your mortgage work for that end goal." And what do you know? Yeah. We're we're heading that direction and can't read, can't write is on the come up. It's perfect. Everything's coming up. Jonesy and Greg. Right?
0: Uh, I'm I'm going to move in. Uh the Yeah, so Brandon, uh, mortgage loan originator, he has closed over 10,000 loans. At this point in time, it's got to be closing in on 11. Uh, He works for one of the largest mortgage lenders in the country that is guaranteed rate. Uh, As Greg alluded to, Brandon is a consultative guy. So no fee, no obligation. We'll sit down with you, find out what you're looking to do. Talk about those long-term goals, those short-term goals, that credit, that pesky bullshit credit. And of course you're in work
1: for you. If you got it, don't be scared to use it.
0: Continue, yeah. All right. Just throw that privilege around a little bit more. Uh, anyway, he will, uh, he, he'll talk to you, you know, uh, and, and figure out a product that makes sense for you. Give Brandon a call. If you're thinking about buying a house, uh, a condo, whatever requires a mortgage, or if you happen to be paying more than 4% on your current mortgage, Give him a call, too, because he probably can save you some bucks by uh, refinancing that interest rate that is way too high because interest rates are their lowest ever, ever, ever. You can even consolidate high-interest de- debts within your, your refi. Didn't know that until Brandon came to be a partner. So want to reach out to Brandon, go to rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. That's r-a-t-e.com com backslash Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. rate.com backslash Brandon Sands. All right, Twitter questions. Yes. There we go. Let's do this. This is a good one. Uh, We got good ones this week, so I'm in it. We get good ones every week, man. Yeah, sometimes the people bring it, and they brought it this week. So, Elon Bloom is up first. Last month's winner. Uh, What hobby should I take to fill the void of college football and maybe basketball?
1: Ooh, uh, painting. Do, you know, create something for this world. Bring beauty into it. Because there's so much misery right now,
2: what do you think, Jonesy? Um, I don't know. write Maybe a sonnet, sonnet. elon Bloom. Write an epic sonnet.
0: Sure. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. This is a better question for you, Greg. Uh, where do you think X <laughs> just and just cash? <laughs> I'm, I don't know how to fill uh, follow sonnet. Uh, where do you think X and cash will land in the draft? I'm
1: feeling good about Tillman at the end of the first round. Me too. Um, Me too. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know. That might just be optimism. I'm feeling good about Cash somewhere. Very end of the first round. Top of the second. Um, pro- I mean, it'll be X
0: first, then then Cash. After that,
1: isn't that just sort of the conventional wisdom at this point?
0: Yeah, and I think there's a possibility Cash gets slept on. But here's my thing about Cashes. Any knock you want to make a- about his athleticism? That's always been true. Yeah. He keeps every time he goes to a higher level competition, he figures it out. And he's got pretty good film
1: against athletic college guards. But yeah. Oh, for sure. NBA, NBA, so. Yeah. Next up from Elon. Oh, sorry. Did you have another thing for that? No, no, no. Go ahead. Next up for Elon Bloom. Uh, seeing videos of house parties going on with reopening of college campuses. How long until the other Power Five com- conferences cancel? you know going to call your shot
2: over there? Ah.
0: So here's the thing, I don't know that they're going to. I think they there's a chance they just make everyone
2: remote, and they're like, "Screw it, let's do it."
0: Like this is their de facto, this is their back door into a bubble. Hmm. So, but if anyone else cancels, it'll be the ACC, and okay. I suspect two weeks.
1: I still think both of them are going to end up canceling all three. You mean, uh, yes, all three, pardon me. Uh, I was talking about, e- e- Oh yeah. Big 12 as well. Um, Elon Bloom finally, apparently has said something about Joshua Langford being healthy. Can he develop this year into a consistent player and possibly at a high level? I've kind of covered this. Anything you but, want to close out with that? No, I
0: would just say, yes. Uh, it, you know, not 30 minutes a game would be, sh- <laughs> if he's 30 minutes a game, Color me over the moon. I will eat roadside cr- uh, crow if he's at thirty minutes a game, but I'll take fifteen out of him. Right?
1: Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I mean, by Joshua Langford standards, fifteen would
2: be high. Right? Has he ever
1: mm-hmm. averaged that much scoring in a?
2: Oh, in a I, I was talking minutes.
1: Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, I think he could. Yeah, fifteen would be good. Twenty would be better new would be great. Um, <laughs> next up from Nick, come Where is the RBG theme park located, and is it open? Do they sell churros? Do they sell turkey legs? We would we would very Michigan Renaissance fair with this one.
0: Yeah, um, is the RBG theme park? Was that you or Plum who talked about it?
1: Uh, it might have been a team effort. Okay, um, uh, it's uh it's just out back at the in dc you know just out back just Just out back back. it's on the mall What have you not been there nick god you know you need to get out a little bit more you need to i we need to get some culture in you if you haven't even been at the rgb or the rpg uh theme park Uh, what is uh the primary food attraction though
0: michael jones uh it's uh, molecular gastro mona gastro you know what i'm saying for doing a G- right great job, gastronomy, <laughs> gastronomy, right there we go, molecular gastronomy. Uh, so you know, it's it's foods in weird forms because of science. So there's that. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Next up, uh, <laughs> worst awesome. answer ever. This this is a great question. Um, with football canceled, I need something to watch with my dog on Saturday mornings. What three Michigan MSU football games would you suggest this Michigan fan hate watch? In other words, which games will make me want to claw my eyes out and make y'all cry tears of joy? Great question, Nick.
1: I like how this uh, the energy in the room that Nick's describing here with his dog on a Saturday morning is like what men usually describe with their father-in-laws like sitting in a room watching football, but it's Nick and his dog. Uh, What are your three favorite michigan msu football
0: games so i mean obviously you you, trouble the snap is probably uh your uh your closer right like that is because you you finally get that hope and then man man okay so we do that one
1: we do we go back we do the spartan bob game with uh, Smoker to, to duck it. And then in the meantime... Trouble with the clock. More trouble with the clock. Uh, and then uh, in the meantime, my, one of my personal favorites to be at was the negative 48 yards rushing Michigan game with, with the MSU pro combat jerseys. Mm. It is just pulverized him in East Lansing. I think that's a pretty good trifecta for our friend nick
0: yeah i'm trying to think 2017 was a great one too and i'm trying to remember kirk cousins fourth win remember that time he won he was he was part of a team that beat michigan four times in a row Yeah, um, i do recall yeah i think that was that game I think oh was a it okay rushing game, okay i believe um yeah that's great uh great question uh not a good question is what three michigan msu football games would you suggest <laughs> this michigan fan watch with glee in other words which three games will make y'all want to call your eyes out and make me cry tears of joy. So I would start with, um, uh, any Brady hope game really. <laughs> and if, and if you can't find one of those, just go to a rich rod game.
1: The most brutal ones. The truth is the most brutal ones are the Braylon Edwards go super Saiyan game. The Lloyd. So Cars, gets last. Yep. That's, that's the one. Yep. Uh, Lloyd Carr's last season game that was garbage. MSU should have won that. That was the one where Mike Hart picks up the fumble that he shouldn't have gotten for some reason. I don't even remember that the exact. What's a, what's another just brutal Michigan game?
0: Um, I mean honestly, this past season was pretty tough to stomach. Yeah, because it was just it like it, it won't give you the glee, but it. It does make us want to claw our eyes out because it was just like, man, Oof. we 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 thought coming to that season, we maybe had a team. And then to run up 44 on the defense that was supposed to be good. like Yeah, that was rough. That was rough. Um, last question from Nick is, have you received my handwritten letter yet? No. Why not? I, I actually thought that it was
1: – I keep getting these letters that are, you know, cut out from, from newspaper and, and magazine letters. Um, are you getting those as well? Are those from Nick? Hey, well,
0: yes. Mine, though, are probably. exclusively from old copies of Life magazine, exclusively.
1: You can recognize that the Life magazine font face?
0: Well, uh, they all start with L. It's weird. Uh, It it, it starts lover, comma, and it's got the classic life L on it. But um, no, uh, Nick is, of course, asking about the Postal Service. And, (laughs) you know, Nick, peruse the headlines. That's why I haven't gotten your letter yet. Yep. Uh, Uh,
1: Next up from our friend Raymond Chains, this week on the D'Antonio show, Harbaugh Harbaugh kidnaps D'Antonio and reveals a plan to assassinate Tucker. And MSU's football program. Time is running out. Or the coach entertains offers to produce his spoken word album from both Ben Folds and Dr. Dre. Can it be
0: both? Can it be both? Yeah, that's that's uh he's on his way. He saw he met Ben Folds, he's on his way to see Dre, but then he kind of forgot about Dre because he got kidnapped by Harbaugh. Right?
1: Uh I like there. the idea of D'Antonio doing a spoken word version of the last time Ben Folds and Dr. Dre intersected uh, for a live recording, a live cover of Bitches Ain't Shit.
0: Yep. Yep. (laughs) Love that. Love that. From
1: Mark D. I don't know what he's going to do with some of the language in that thing, but it it would be fun to find out. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) What do you want to do with Harbaugh and Neff's D'Antonio and reveals a planned.
0: Well, I mean, it would be sort of very Harbaugh to think that somehow that would end MSU's football program.
1: (laughs) Raymond, I got to tell you, when this show gets picked up in syndication, I don't think they're going to show this episode. I think this is going to be a one time event.
0: Yeah, it's going to be uh, maybe sold. HBO. yeah. Um, All right. Next question from Raymond. Uh, Will the NFL partially satiate your lust for football or is that replacing hot chocolate for heroin?
1: Uh, much more the latter than the former. I mean, I think we both watch NFL games, but neither
0: of us watch an NFL team, right? I mean, I don't. I tend to not even really turn it on that much. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm that out of the NFL. That, but probably will watch it this year. um Probably going to be a Vikings fan. Maybe. Okay. I mean, right. I got to go where the Spartans are. I'm going to be a Vikings fan, a Colts fan, a Jets fan. Like, that's all I'm going to care about. I saw Troy Wayne's had an injury. That's unfortunate. But I guess now I don't have to watch the Browns, so that's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, Next question from Raymond. If I dissolve into liquid apathy, will you store me in a plastic jug until I'm ready to reconstitute myself?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like how, you know, We get to put him in any container. We just choose
1: like a a generic milk jug. What's in that weird jug in your basement? Oh, that's, you know, Raymond dissolved into liquid apathy. So he's just waiting to reconstitute himself. Now, does he have to like slosh his weight around, tip the jug over so that he can like pour out of it and onto my basement floor before he reconstitutes himself? Or does he reconstitute himself in the jug and then break forth from it?
0: I, I like the idea of breaking forth from it. But what I'm curious about is what happens if I pour his liquid self into the jug through, say, a cheesecloth and oh, bits wow. of him get strained out?
1: It's not the same Raymond Chains <laughs> on the other side.
0: That's the Those factor, bits
1: okay? are what make Raymond, Raymond.
0: Those the, bits are the whole thing. Yeah. Um, last question from Raymond Chains is this is primarily an MSU pod? Thank you. We know. Uh, but what are your favorite pro or non MSU sports?
1: Uh, MSU sports, they constitute maybe 70%, 80% of my entire sports,
2: uh, diet. I mean,
0: are the rest college?
2: Nah, there's a spring. There's always pro football, pro
1: basketball, pro baseball to a small degree. Um, and then other collegiate sports. I used to watch a lot more straight college basketball. Mm -hmm. Now that everything is on demand, I have a harder time just being like, yeah, pull up that pro, you know, that other college basketball game. Um, it's not like, you know, just put ESPN on, um, it might be high. It might be 75%. I, I tend to adopt other teams temporarily i don't have any right now but um what about you what do you have like something else that you actively root for
0: i mean no only when they're good um so you know i have a you know a a sort of a birth appreciation for the san francisco giants and san francisco 49ers but I'm not there anymore. They're on the West Coast. It's hard for me to watch. Um, so no, I just I just don't it but I I will still do the I will watch college basketball because it's on. Um mm-hmm. that that is for sure. And and a Saturday is all college football. It doesn't matter yeah. when Michigan State's I mean, I watch the Michigan State game, but like I will watch college football the yeah, rest of the day.
1: TV's TV's on all day. Yeah, Saturday.
0: For sure. Um next up, the upper deck jerk guy. <laughs> are you this hard up for attention that you keep doing this pod? Is yes. Everyone really
1: busy during COVID quarantine, upper deck jerk guy. Huh? You have a lot going on. Are you so hard up for attention that you keep submitting questions to the podcast
2: <laughs> every week? Uh,
0: you know, and it's funny he asked this because I was thinking the other day that, um, I am really thankful for the people who listen to this pod. Like we've got a really great community of people. um, that are a delight to interact with every week. And then there's... And they,
1: uh, are weirdly growing.
0: Yes. Strangely Strangely and love it. So keep sharing the pod, folks. Smash that subscribe button. Um, next question from the Epidectric guy is, what is your favorite Negro League team? Detroit uh, Stars, baby! Detroit Stars uh and i am a big fan of the story of satchel page so um satchel page played for the chattanooga black lookouts Mm -hmm. uh was an amazing uh major league baseball pitcher but um like started playing at a very late age because he was kept out of the league and what had a fierce personality by all accounts so um by virtue of that i have to root for the team that he played with um Next question from the uptake guy is what athletic thing that you have done? Are you most proud of?
2: Ooh, uh,
1: let's see when I jump, I can, I can grab the
2: the hoop. So shut up. An athlete, right? Dad, right? Dad, (laughs) I can grab the hoop. Dad.
1: Um, what about you? What are you most proud of?
0: uh i mean i don't know but i i will say that um in the summer league for baseball i ran all the way back and into the fence and caught the ball uh definitely stopping a triple at least so that was pretty exciting but
2: yeah
0: yeah i don't know um i got a curveball that hangs like no other um Productor guys, last question is what off-campus area did you spend most of your time at in college? Ooh. Delta.
1: Um Yeah, Delta (laughs) Arms. Lived there for two years. Uh so I guess that's the technical answer. Uh I'm guessing what he means is what kind of public haunt? I think the answer is the riv would kind of be our default. Um
0: I think I went to the riv once. Yeah. That was the uh, best
1: part. You weren't there. Um, <laughs> uh, that
0: was uh, the barrel was my choice. Um, and yeah, I like to throw the worst songs on on the jukebox right before I left. Um, next up is John Hubbard. What is the over under in the amount of hours it takes for a house party in EL to make the news once the students move back? Well, they they're licking their
1: chops right now, like. They they've got all of their old, you know, Harper stuff queued up. All they have to do is change the names and the location. Just bring the and hits out. Yep. Uh, I'm it's you're never going to lose
0: clicks. Uh, talking
1: about ha- how these lines are.
0: If we have students listening to the pod, look, I want to give you a pro tip. It's not as much fun. But if you're going to insist on playing beer pong, please, for the love of God, fill the cups with water. Pull a cup, drink out of a beer can. Just do me that one favor. Don't do the, don't, don't party. But if you're going to party, just saying, stop drinking out of each other's cups. It's real, real gross. And make that a life habit from now on. Anyway, next question. Jonesy
2: fixed COVID.
0: Yeah, that's it. Uh, John Hubbard asks, what countries are on your short list to immigrate to? Well, you for you is Canada, these,
2: these colors don't run. John, these colors Do you, don't. Are
0: you run. able to get in? She's able to get in.
1: What so, You can't get than, in
0: by virtue of marriage.
1: No, I think I'd have to, like, drive up through the UP and, and swim across through Ugh. the channel or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she could get in. I, I don't think they'd be pleased with her, but I think I think she could. Uh, I'm married to a ca- Canadian citizen. Um, and uh,
2: wait, she's got citizenship. You know? She does. She does. Uh, Even I'd though like she's them. never lived
1: there, because her mother is a Canadian citizen. And oh she yeah, we're has a passport.
0: Um. All right. Uh, which stock character in a war film do the hosts think the other is? Choices are: grizzled veteran who doesn't say much but knows everything, young rookie who is overly enthusiastic, patriotic CEO who gets fragged. Screw up, who gets killed in the first five minutes? Who am I, Greg? Uh, you're the
2: over enthusiastic rook. Who am I?
0: You die in the first five minutes.
1: Yeah, that's what I would have chose too. <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna keep me around. I when you're six five, you throw off all the framing in the. In oh, you're six five
0: the... now. You were six four forever. When did you become six five? Did you get taller?
1: You throw off all the framing, so it, uh, it wouldn't work. They'd kill me off.
0: All much. right. Greg, we have a newcomer. Yeah. White Claw Nihilist. Love well, that handle. Um, is it appropriate to fight Diggy V for stealing Xavier Tillman for, uh, from us for another year?
1: <laughs> oh, did everyone not know that Dick Vitale is an idiot? Because uh, it got proved again this week. Um,
0: yeah. I, great. Add it to my list of reasons to resent that dude fantastic if Next you wanted up. to like if you wanted to light up uh i know white claw nihilist has uh has a new dog if you wanted to collect said dog doo-doo in a bag um and light it on fire on to porch i don't think anyone would begrudge you now if he doesn't get there in time and the house lights on fire and he has to hit his life alert that is on you but um, <laughs> that anyway is, that is <laughs> Uh,
1: next up from White call and Uh, do you play video games or did you play video games as a kid? And if so, what was your first console slash fave game? I think we discussed this, but,
0: uh, so I had a regular Nintendo and I think for me, it was probably duck hunt or super Mario brothers three.
1: My first video game console was Nintendo 64. I was a little late to it and turned out to be my first, my favorite game on the Nintendo 64 was, Ogre Battle 64, a person of lordly
0: caliber. Ooh. Also, hold on. I want to go back to Dickie V for a second. Who's, who's worse, Dickie V or Lou Holtz, who compared uh, playing football to uh, in COVID times to Storming the Beach in Normandy?
1: Uh, Lou Holtz. <laughs> okay. All right. Dick Vitale is a meme. Lou Holtz is it needs to be shown the door.
0: <laughs> All right. Last question from White Claw Nihilist. Most embarrassing thing you've done drunk like oh, passing out in the shower and flooding <laughs> a good portion of your dad's home while he's at work, for instance, seems like for instance. asking for a friend.
2: <laughs> just, yeah, just, just a for instance. Um, let's, ah, w- I mean, do we have
1: time for me to recount a whole New Orleans bachelor party? Um, this this feels
0: like uh, it would have been a good time to, if, if Phil was around, that would have been the answer. what phil did in our apartment but that's not our story um i i'll just say that uh throwing up shishito peppers on an air mattress in my mother's uh, apartment while staying with her and my dad in kansas city and then hopping on a plane with the puke still on the air mattress that's mine (laughs) love you guys
2: thanks for supporting me mom and dad thanks for the peppers (laughs) you got me drunk
0: Uh, This is partially your
2: fault, mom and (laughs) dad.
0: Um, all right. Uh, do you have an answer?
2: Uh, just New Orleans overall, just
1: just everything New Orleans.
0: All right. Um, next up is Zanjo, who keeps changing his name, uh, aka Go MSU Butt Boy 69. Um, (laughs) What's the best thing you've done three to nine times?
2: Three to nine
1: times. Yes, of course. Three to nine times. You know, the thing I'm proudest of that I've done three to nine times, Zanjo,
2: is uh, that uh, is, uh,
1: you know, reading a book.
0: <laughs> um,
2: I
1: was
0: just looking around the room and I came up with a book. I would say uh, Cedar Point. I've done Cedar Point wow. three to nine times. That's uh, wow. maybe the best thing I've done three to nine times. That or uh, got into backpacking really late. I would put backpacking three to nine times. Next question First from off. Zanjo. Notice a the theme. What's the best thing you've ever done? 10 to 44 times.
2: <laughs> um,
0: I man. Um, do you have something for this? Uh, I would say uh, Northern California. Travel to Northern California. It is beautiful, it is stunning. I've been 10 to 44 times. Um, that, that would be my pick. You know what Zanjo didn't give us
1: space for? Number mm-hmm. of times doing this podcast. We're coming up on 50. We're somewhere between 45 and 50 right now. Oh, so uh, thanks, Zanjo. Because the next question is, what's the best thing you've done 94 times? Precisely it's- 94 Times, Jonesy. What's the greatest thing? Oh my did? God! No, no, you can't put that on me. You go first. One of the things that I'd really like is when you pass away, if there is an afterlife, that there is such a thing, that you would get handed like your stats, and like uh, one of those could be like, "What's something that I've only? What's all those things I did ninety four times?" It'd be like these are the five things that you did ninety four times, and they would be like having, you know, these pizza toppings only happen ninety four times for you. Having you know, whatever it is. What's the, Um,
0: what's the over under on the number of beers you and I've consumed together? Uh, substantially greater than 90. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, let's move on to Zanjo. Great questions. These were quality. Um, and, uh, our favorite bacon wire listener. Um, sorry, like Tom, what's going to be your voting strategy in person, mail it in super early, drop it off at a clerk's office, what do you recommend for your listeners?
1: I've been dropping off at a clerk's office. There is a dedicated little, uh, little drop-off bin right outside East Lansing uh, City Hall. That's where I put it. That's also where I pay my tax bills. What do you
0: got? Um, so I think it really depends on where you are, what you feel comfortable with, and um, if you have a drop-off location, because not everyone's going to have one of those available. So sure. um. I stuff's getting real delayed here. Um if you see a map of where they've decided to really screw with people, you'll notice they lean towards uh, the eastern seaboard. Um so I may end up being in person. Um and it sucks, but it's the thing that I feel like I have to do. Um yeah. so I I will recommend you choose the path that is safest for you. But also you need to balance that with your confidence in being able to exercise your right to vote. And this is a good time to plug go to vote.org and make sure you check your voter registration status and sign up to vote because everyone should vote. If you're in Michigan and you're voting by
1: mail, I'm going to harp on this. Sign the back of the envelope before you mail it back or you drop it off at your clerk's office.
0: Why is that important?
1: Because they can dispute your ballot if you don't sign it. So sign the back of You've got to endorse it. Um, next up from Sort of Like Tom. Turns out I'm going to be on University of Wisconsin's campus twice a week so that I can teach my online class somewhere without a toddler causing chaos. How soon until I get the Rona?
0: Not. Not worried about it. like are you you're going to be teaching it online so i presume you're going to be alone and distanced from people and wearing a mask um consider it a luxury that you have somewhere to go to alone with a toddler um just you go grocery shopping this is this is better than that yeah hopefully this won't be like
1: a normal grad student type situation where your office is shared and it's a closet somewhere yeah tell Uh, that person to get out yeah, hopefully you'll be able to spread out a little bit. Um so you know, find yourself an empty classroom somewhere. That's my recommendation, Sawyer Like Tom. Make hopefully friends
0: with your office it. mate and tell them to get out.
1: And then tell them about camera you can't write. That's what yeah. something they should be doing at their time. Uh, <laughs> next up from Sawyer Like Tom, which Big Ten school is going to have to shut down campus first due to an outbreak? On the flip side, which campus will stay open the longest? Uh, we didn't get here. That's a great question.
0: Uh, so I think it will be Michigan State. Uh <laughs> And I suspect that um, Nebraska stays open the longest.
1: Yeah, I was going to go with someone like Nebraska or Penn State or something like that. Someone
0: Penn State's going to pull from uh, a, a broader place than Nebraska will.
1: Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah.
0: Because they're a better school by a lot.
1: Wow. Wow! have taken shots. Taking, taking shots. Uh, And finally, from Sawyer Like Tom, it's weird to me that the players' parents are writing their own letters slash petitions to the Big Ten commissioner wanting their kids to play ball. Kind of seems like a parent emailing a college prof to get their kid's grade, or is it just me?
0: <laughs> it's, it's like that, except urging uh, the college professor to let their kid do a field experience, which is inherently dangerous to them.
1: Yeah uh this is not a place that i would personally get involved but we talked about this earlier uh next up ct and tc if our favorite troll ca- yeah we're no concern if money or career were no concern which city of michigan would you want to live
0: all right so i gotta ask it seems to me that you've already made that decision but i'm curious if you had to pick somewhere other than east lansing where would you pick
2: well career was uh was something oh sure considered sure 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 so sure. um
1: I mean the truth is I couldn't go too far north cuz like I just can't handle the winters up there man.
0: You couldn't um, you couldn't go CT style and be up in TC?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing TC. TC seems like a very nice place to visit. Uh it's probably not for me. Similarly in the peninsula and that that whole area. Plus uh,
0: CT um, has said that we can use his house whenever he w- we want. So, um yeah ct we're talking about What's maybe I mean? a, a late september uh date so just make some room okay perfect, perfect. um i honestly i might choose east lansing uh, or one of the fun cities in the metro detroit region that's also got good schools I, like i don't know
1: having already done the metro detroit thing we purposely moved away from that yeah i'm kind of that's why i'm kind of like east lansing's not bad east lansing's got great schools yeah the demographics are really good uh as well if if that's something that you keep in your calculus and it should be um i could i could be potentially talked into like a holland or something i don't know i I would look at katie too what's that
0: i'd look at kalamazoo too
1: yeah kalamazoo should definitely be in that that conversation, Kalamazoo's way better than it's given credit for. I think.
0: And CT, as someone who grew up outside of Ann Arbor, I've done that experience. I have zero desire to go back to that garbage town. So, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, next up, favorite spicy food. Ooh, ooh. Well, you actually
2: eat food, so let's start with you.
0: Um, favorite spicy food. I mean thing is that food isn't inherently spicy you add spice to it um and i'll also say that while i enjoy spice i sweat profusely um me on the show hot ones would would be uh, more of a, a theater in in just being disgusting um but uh, There's a a good flank steak recipe that I have from my father that has an ahi sauce on it. That's got a little, little bit of a kick to it. And I quite enjoy that. How about you? Uh,
1: I eat the blandest food of all time. So like, so you get those three star looks. Yeah. That's where the three star looks come from. Uh, it would be like pad Thai or something like that. Like, let's move on. This is not a good question for me. Jonesy. (laughs) Next up from CT and TC favorite movie franchise. If it's not the transporter, it's over between us.
0: <laughs> uh, what about the Transformers? Um oh, God. <laughs> um The Transporter is a really great movie franchise. It and I would also add the Mission Impossible franchise.
2: Oof. Oof. All
0: right. All oof. right. Um is Transporter your answer?
2: Yeah, for the
1: purposes of this conversation, I'm keeping Transporter.
0: All right, I will I will throw a throw a wild card in. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Bourne movies are pretty great. So but the Transporter is pretty great, too. So, all right. All right. Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious. They're stupid fun. They're just fun. And you get a how to get How did this get made episode out of every single one of them? So that's also great. (laughs)
1: Except for the answer for every single one of them is, well, they wanted to print money again. (laughs) So that's how it got made. All right. It is amazing how that (laughs) franchise went from a movie theater about tuners, movie theater movie about tuner culture to direct to DVD, right? Too Fast, Too Furious wasn't in theaters, was it? Or was it Tokyo Drift that was direct to DVD?
0: No, they both were in theaters.
1: I, don't, I thought they had directed DVD in there somewhere. And then, you know, they reboot the franchise. And now, next thing you know, The Rock's in it with Jason Statham doing his best transporter impersonation.
2: Anyway,
0: anyway. Last question uh, for CTNTC is, opposite of last week, what is the most personal pride you've ever felt and is it also when a hundred-year-old grandma saw your junk? I we're gonna we're gonna pocket that one for plum, yeah. I think, next week. But do you have uh a, a most personal pride?
1: I've never felt pride in my life.
0: Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh I have the biggest
1: chip of them all.
0: Uh next up is uh, so I just internalize I would say making a college football playoff is the most personal pride I've ever felt. LJ <laughs> Scott stretching over the 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 end zone line uh to beat iowa is the basis of my identity (laughs) i i did i willed that to existence if people didn't know um next up is taylor anderson if you're a dessert person what's your preferred kind of dessert i do a dessert Uh, i like a good dessert uh i a, a again
1: what's the i i can't the food questions um Let's do uh, some kind of like ice cream cake slurry type situation, like a like a milkshake that's got like cake chunks in it. Let's go with that. That's ridiculous.
0: Sure. That's sure. a crazy thing. What do you got? Uh, so you can't go wrong with like a nice pie and an ice cream. Like hit me with a blueberry pie and some some ice cream. I'm in. But I'm a sucker for tiramisu and tres leches cake. All day, every day. That's what I got. But I'm not really a dessert person. So like, it, but if it's there, I will certainly eat it. Just give Jonesy
1: the food questions from here on out. All right. Uh,
0: next up is Taylor Anderson. Did you play an am sport at MSU? If so, what? I didn't. Did you? I did. You did. I did. I played I am hockey one year.
1: How'd it go? Well, um, what was your biggest point of personal pride during your eh. one year of IM, of IM hockey?
0: Um, I think I Decked one of the club players, so that nice. was a, a good day. Mom, um yeah! But all of the IM teams were allowed one club player, and we didn't have any on our team, <laughs> and so it did not go well for said team. <laughs> SAPEC threw that together, so uh, that's not something anyone else who's listening right now would know, other than Greg. Um. Anyway, next up is Always Thinking. Eighteen thirty-five. Would you ever consider doing a live show using something <laughs> like Zoom? Is this trolling you? Because I know how much you feel ill about live shows. Uh, if the pandemic ever ends in this country, would you consider doing a real live show?
1: Have we talked about this before on the live? We have several times considered doing a real. We've definitely talked about potentially doing a real live show. I think you've solicited interest in a live show before. Yeah. The problem with recording a live show is we wouldn't know when to actually go live. There's so much. (laughs) We do so much pre-work on this. We
0: would need to do pre-production elsewhere and then arrive. uh, And then do like three beers and then record. Um, But no, we would do it. uh, And we thought about it. I I don't think it's going to happen when I'm in Michigan. And that's a bummer because shit sucks. Um, But we will do someone in some in person at some point in time. Um, but maybe we, I don't know, maybe we could do a Zoom show. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that people would enjoy it. So if you're listening to this, add us on Twitter and let us know that you would actually attend it. Because otherwise it would just be silly to set up an empty Zoom room or a Zoom room with like two people.
1: I mean, part of the whole thing with a podcast is that it's on demand. You get to just watch it when you want.
0: Well, so, we would record it and then it. publish it also.
1: Oh, yeah. But I mean, like when we're recording live, like the whole benefit to doing a live show would be some kind of like rapport with the audience. And we'd have to do like live questions, I would think. But
0: yeah, we get to sit um, in your hate. It would be great. Um my dad. Just aside, my dad regularly says, and I love this, that he'll be listening to Twitter questions and will say something, and he wants to ask a follow up question. Like he wants he wants to say some, us to say something stupid, so that like everyone can gang up on us against uh, about the one opinion. And I love that. <laughs> I love the idea that one of us says something, and none of the Twitter questions go anywhere else. Um. All right. Next up from always thinking 1835 is if you found a magic lamp, what would you what would your three wishes be? Normal genie wish rules apply. How many wishes would it be worth using for Drew Stanton to become your best friend?
1: No need. Always thinking 1835.
0: All right. No need. Zanjo tells us he will be able to get us in touch with him. Oh, that's that's right. I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Jonesy, do you think you would use a, uh, (laughs) what would humanity do to you if they found out that you had a genie and one of your, one
0: of your requests wasn't,
1: Hey, let's get rid of this whole global pandemic thing. Let's turn back the
0: clock on that. Or, or even if I did ask for that, but it wasn't the first one I asked for. (laughs) And the first one was I want to be best friends with Drew Stanton.
1: Yeah. Well, humanity would get that. They would fully understand that. Yeah. I would be, you know, if I had a genie, uh uh a genie lamp, I would just be searching high and low for a monkey's paw, like God, I just no monkey's paw anywhere the the curling monkey's paw situation yep
0: are you hearing yeah uh, okay, we anyway. going to get into more more lower on this
1: yeah, let's do that let's <laughs> let's dive deep let's
0: let's maybe another another satellite pod. Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up uh, is JD underscore Jerbear. bear welcome back. We've missed you. We've missed you very much. And uh, a <laughs> not to, me. A testament to missing you. Jerbear's question is, "Why does Greg hate me?"
1: I hate everyone, Jerbear. I'm I'm missing throat, but especially you. He knows what he did. <laughs> he knows what he did.
0: Um. Next up is Mama <laughs> Maple Leaf. I mean, look, you're not part of the Dad Club, all right? Uh, Next up is Mama Maple Leaf, which, by the way, I love that Mama Maple Leaf numbers her questions when she submits them to us. Uh, It's a true delight. Um, Question number one. If the coronavirus is with us for several months and the only way to be safe is constant use of a mask at all times, do athletes wear masks and play on or do team sports die? Well, team sports are not dying. I, I
1: don't think coronavirus is going to kill off team sports. Uh, coronavirus has barely killed off, you know, people doing whatever they want. Um, I mean, we've asked very little of people and they can't even do that. So yeah. <laughs> um, I, have you seen, is, it, is there anything official? You know, different teams have shown their interpretation of a, of a masked football helmet, for example. I don't know if you could do masks and basketball. It just seems like it wouldn't work. But um, do we have any actual conferences that have gotten behind any of those or or professional teams that have gotten behind any of those prototypes?
0: No, but I I know that during practices, the the masked football helmets were ditched um, because they were too hot. I mean, in fairness, I think when they were wearing them, it was insane heat outside and humidity, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which, you know, going, you, you have an indoor facility, go inside, (laughs) but, um, I, either way, look, even if we went two years without football, team sports are not dying. They're coming back the second we can, it's just, that's going to happen. There's there is way too much weird amount of pride that we put into what some 18 to 22 year olds do on a football field. It's um,
1: weird. Two grown men might even make a like a podcast they do every week about it. And then a bunch of people might listen to it. It's Strange.
0: Yeah, it's real, real weird. Uh, and then and what's even crazier is then we talk about kids who are underage. Okay. <laughs> Next up, All right, we're moving on. <laughs> Mama Maple Leaf. Two concerts have been played in Spartan Stadium, Rolling Stones in 1994 and U2 in 2011. Which one of those two groups do you favor and why favor spelled like a Brit? Favor.
1: The answer is the Stones because I'm not lame.
0: Cheers to that, right? Though, I mean, in fairness, Stones in 94 exclusively putting out lame.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Not exactly when you want to be seeing stones.
0: You two in uh, 2011, probably also putting out exclusively lane.
1: I can't believe that that
0: show was nine years ago now. I know. Yeah. Uh, Last question from Mama Maple Leaf. The Paul Bunyan trophy introduced in 1953 reflected Michigan's history as a lumber producing state. No longer even in the top 10 lumber producing states. What figure would you replace on a new version to represent? The present rivalry
2: Ooh, you got to do like a uh i do like a
1: the big the the of whitmer trophy or something like that just big grutch um just big grutch. that's not great that's
0: nope. not great that's nope. not a keep spitballing here let's just uh, this is a writer's room just you know throw it throw everything at the wall what Do uh, what if we do a you know, uh, a rivalry
2: trophy where uh, um, let's see, what do you got? You got anything for this?
0: Um, and maybe something that's like uh, you know, like one half of the trophy is an ivory tower and the other half is like you know, farmland, salt of the earth, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, um. How about cars? Cars? Cars are a thing, right? That's big. It's big in the state yep. of Michigan. Right. Corn. Corn. That's what it'll be. Corn. We're not doing corn. No. Nope.
1: Iowa's already got corn. Iowa And, and Iowa Nebraska.
0: Whole, you'll you'll whole note whole Nebraska's team name, by the way, buddy.
1: Right there. Right <laughs> there in the, in the whole thing. Yep. Maybe something great lakesy. Uh, I don't know. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I like Although, that. Although, you
1: know, the lakes are already pretty prominently featured on the pedestal. For Paul Bunyan. So yeah, I've seen it enough at this point um to know those types of things. So even though we don't have it right now.
0: All right. (laughs) That went well. Next up is person, woman, man, camera, TV, slash for both Dutch.
1: Uh I'm in 15 minutes, I'm gonna ask you to repeat those back. And if you can get them all in order, I mean you're doing fantastic.
0: You're you're you might fantastic. be Some people might say you're a genius. Mm-hmm. Um, name the date when MSU will play their next basketball game.
1: Oh, God, for both Dutch. Are you going to make us do this, man?
0: Ugh. All right, let's start here. Do you think it's in 2020? Well, it depends on
1: how these new tests go. If we can roll out tests that can be done in the matter of hours, then I think it's possible that you could you could do basketball games in empty arenas. Um, It's a much smaller group. Maybe it is even a little bit feasible to bubble them. Maybe, maybe. Um, But uh, I kind of doubt it. I just really, I don't see it happening. I, I honestly, I don't see Big Ten sports happening until there's an available vaccine.
0: I disagree. 2020, December 1
2: ish. Checking the date.
0: Okay. All right. What makes you say that? Tuesday. Tuesday. The first, it's the that first Tuesday, Tuesday in, in December. Dutch. That's what I'm saying. First Tuesday in December. Next question from Verbose Dutch What's your favorite COVID mask? <laughs> I got these
1: really nice white ones from Brooks Brothers cuz they were the cheapest Wait, ones. What? Yeah. Brooks for I I found this thread of all the different reusable mask options and for some reason at the time whatever Brooks Brothers was selling were the cheapest ones. Uh we got them and they're they're nice. They, they do the job. What what do you got?
0: Uh I tend to use the sort of disposable surgical looking ones. Um oh my God,
1: you're so wasteful, Michael.
0: I know, but uh, the wife got, uh, work issued ones from Saks that, uh, are pretty great. Um, but I think I'm buying some MSU ones.
1: Nice. Yeah. Are you supporting local businesses? Are you, uh, uh whatever's you on MSU oh, Okay. Very good. But Very
0: I will good. say if anyone has a, an MSU mask that they really like, and, uh, please tweet it at us and say, you know, at Spartan underscore pod because um, I saw someone in the grocery store the other day with a Spartan mask on and gave her a go green, and we had a nice little chat. Um, next up from Person, Woman, Man, Camera, TV is, name a cell phone worse than Ben Shapiro talking about Cardi B's WAP.
1: Um, wasn't Ben Shapiro in the news in the last couple of weeks for, for cell phoning himself about his relationship with his wife? Yeah,
0: because and- of that song.
1: Ah, that's what brought it up. Yes. Um, Got it.
0: Yep. Uh, If anyone doesn't know this, we're not going to dive into it because PG one three, but Cardi B has a song. WAP is an acronym. Yeah. Ben Shapiro insists that that doesn't happen unless there's a medical emergency and it's because uh, his wife told him that. Um. Next up is Tazzle. And I can't think of a cell phone worse than that. I I, honestly, I can't. Tazzle. uh, Can you pronounce this? What's the question? Grian? Grian or Mumbo? This this is not a Minecraft podcast.
1: We looked it up. These are apparently. um, uh, We're not even sure Tazzle
0: listens to our podcast.
1: (laughs) Tazzle's lost. All right, and finally from BLS, you may ask yourself, "How do I get here?" How did we
0: get here?
2: Well, have you, uh, have you
1: watched Talking Heads' "Stop Making Sense"?
0: They're they're like, uh, the documentary.
1: Yeah, it's like one of the all time. No, like you have to watch music documentaries. I started watching it at one point, and then I um didn't finish it, but I got to go back. I that's a good go story. I do it. I'm glad you shared that. Um, and we're- because B-list, when we're not keeping track of these things, <laughs> apparently it's not try very hard. But I think this is a self-reference. This is a self-own. Who let the dogs out? Still curious. I think that is the biggest self-own since Ben Shapiro. Biggest um, Is uh, asking who let the dogs out. I think that's a reference to one of his first questions when we gave him a bit of a hard time back in the day.
0: Indeed it is. Uh, so in some deep cut in some great recruit for football, great recruit for basketball, um, big 12, ACC, sec still being dumb, big 10 smart, but dumb and uh, great Twitter questions. So with that, everyone go to vote.org and Greg, as always go green.
1: Hey Jonesy, what were the five things in order uh, from before? From Verbose
2: Dutch. When did Verbose Dutch tell you?
0: Lady doctor.
2: Broad-shouldered man. Clicky thing.
0: Other clicky thing.
2: Close Go enough. Green. Genius.
1: Perfect. Go wipe. <laughs>